Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Tonight, I'm joined by Justin Rimmel. He is the host of Mysterious Circumstances. Welcome, Justin. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, I'm very happy to have you on my podcast. And let me tell you why. I kind of want to be you when I grow up. I, <laughs> well, I think most of, mostly because, well, you've been doing this since, jeez, 2016. Oh, 16. Yeah, oh, okay. Had, See, uh, it doesn't say that on your podcast. No, I had to, it says switch, I had to switch a host site oh. after I joined a network, so. I had to re-upload all my episodes in 2017. I see. Yeah. So you were picked up by a big network. Look Something at you, like buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was on <laughs> Blog Talk Radio for about three and a half years, and then I just recently switched over to Age of Radio. Well, good for you. I, I'm telling you, I have been listening to your podcast. I love that you kind of talk about everything. You're not just um, true crime and paranormal. You do mysteries, conspiracies, occult, even history. You do mob bosses, mm. which I think is so cool. Very fascinating I, stuff. I'm, I'm very uh, <laughs> obsessed with the mafia, so... I love, you know, I went to San Francisco years ago and I was able to go to Alcatraz and I imagine, you know, Mr. Capone oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> there and it wasn't necessarily at the time, it wasn't one of those haunted tours that they, I think they do now. It was just a regular tour of the place. It was just so fascinating. And I really did. They talked about all the people that were there. Now I can't remember all the people that were in Alcatraz because I didn't even plan on talking about this, but it was just so cool because that place was scary as oh, yeah. hell. Oh, yeah, it was. And they made that place. I mean, they built that it place its- on an <laughs> island so that they could not leave that place yeah. at all. And if they tried, they would probably yeah. die. It served it served and its those, purpose, that's for sure. It sure did. But some, I think a couple, a few of them actually managed to do it somehow, some yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you probably have done an episode on that, huh? Uh, well, I have not, just because it's been covered quite a few times. I try to veer away from stuff that's done a lot. And and that's another reason I'm so glad this segue happened. Because, seriously, you talk about things I haven't even heard of. And now, recently, I was just telling you before we were recording... You talk about the Elvis Presley death, his death, mm-hmm. and all the uh, horrific circumstances of his passing. Wow, what a huge, huge icon to have gone in such an inhumane way, yeah. I think. It's just terrible. What do you uh, think? Well, I tell you this much. I was never a really huge Elvis fan before I started researching mm-hmm. and doing that episode. Well, you're probably a little young for Elvis. Well... <laughs> Here's the deal. There's people who are younger than me that are obsessed with the guy. So really, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's uh Oh, yeah. wow. It's uh there's still 20,000 people that show up at his house on the year, you know, on his birthday and the day he died in Graceland every year. So and yeah. It, you know, well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I know there's a lot of tours still going on actually now, yeah, they, but yeah, I just I think they generate. I, I can't remember the exact number, but it's millions and millions of dollars in the local economy because of tourism just to his house. And it's funny because I've talked to people, they're like, we get there and the house looks kind of big, but it's not nearly as big as you think it Mm -hmm. is. And then it's still just exactly 
the way he yep. loved it. Yeah, they uh, they take pride in that, and that's I think that's cool. You know, I was never I knew a few of his songs and stuff like that. Never had anything on mm-hmm. my Spotify playlist or anything like that. But after researching his life, especially his early life, like where he grew up mm-hmm. and how he got into music and just his attitude about it all, because. At the beginning, Elvis was, he was scared to perform in front of people, and his legs would always shake, and that was half the reason he did that leg thing that he would do back in the 50s I did not know yeah. that. Well, it makes he sense. Would, yeah, he yeah. would have to take walks, you know, before concerts because he would just be so nervous, but he ended up kind of growing into the persona, like, as much as he hated it, he had to live the image. I don't know, it made me gain a lot more respect for the guy, and just seeing, like, how he died, it's just super sad he uh he had a Mm -hmm. lot of enablers around him nobody would tell the dude no right it's kind of like and i was talking to you before we were recording it's like the michael jackson thing yeah where he had a lot of enablers and people who were helping him even judy garland i don't know if you know much about her she was they gave her a pill to wake up they gave her a pill to go to sleep they that was all this except it was like six or eight (laughs) you know he would he was on a regimen of uh i don't know probably about a dozen pills you know by the time he had lunch Mm. you know i i just can't even imagine how his body could have well his body obviously finally didn't (laughs) yeah Yeah. so well and and marilyn monroe all the people that are honestly kind of icons Mm -hmm. already you know i just can't imagine yeah living that kind of life and i know they're in the spotlight and i know that they're celebrities but you would think somebody would be on their side yeah helping them if nothing else that was the thing with elvis even towards the end you know his his close personal friends would they've done plenty of interviews and you know and of course cashed in written books and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. everybody said a lot of the same thing you know like the dude just didn't want to be elvis anymore he just didn't want to be elvis you know, towards the end. And he had made his money. He, it's almost like, okay, can I retire he no now? Life. He wasn't having is, any fun. You know, he told one of his friends, right. he's like, I, I just want to go back to play, being in a three piece man and playing shows and having fun. And he's like, it's impossible now. I just can't do that anymore. Cause right. his fame and was just so who, much. And it's, it's, I'm sure it was probably the same for a lot yeah. of these people that had to, you know, that passed away so early, but let me ask you something. Sure. So you love mob bosses. And I know that's, and I love them too, I have to say. I love all the conspiracy and all the things that they did or didn't do. We don't really know all the details. Oh, yeah, some sure. some we do, some that's we don't. It's what makes it fun. But it's what makes it fun. So what, if, if you had to choose one specific mob boss, tell me what who your favorite is and why. I, I know it's, it's hard because they're all so different. <laughs> they all are very different, yeah. If I had to choose one though, I would have to say Lucky Luciano, like without without a doubt. Because he was... Ooh, well, tell me why. He was the guy who created the five families, like the commission, and actually turned mm. organized crime into an organized business, bringing in billions okay, of what, dollars Okay, when year. was the year? What was this the year was on this stuff? This was back in the uh, 20s and 30s. Okay, so this is kind of when the mob stuff started yes, kind of happening, yes. when it became like, well, quote, the mob? Luke, they, or? Were, they were the mafia before that, and they had different families, mm-hmm. but... What Luciano did was like, hey, we all have enough to where we all can make fortunes, but we have to stop killing each other. So here's what we're going to do. Each family's going to have five bosses, which they already did. And he said, Mm -hmm. we're going to make this thing called a commission. 
which is all five bosses of the five families out of New York. And what he wow. did was he organized everything to where you couldn't kill a maid man or a boss without permission from the commission. It was a strict set mm-hmm. of rules, and you had to go, if it was one of those rules that was above, that had to go to the commission. If you didn't ask permission or have approval or whatever the case might be, you were eventually taken out because you have Ooh. to follow these rules in order to make this a success. And and honestly, like, he stopped a lot of the crime between the families, you know, him and Meyer Lansky, because Meyer Lansky was a financial genius, and him and mm-hmm. Lansky grew up together. But is it because you liked that organized situation where we had rules and it was kind of a godfather kind of thing and you had to stay in your in your lane and do as the rules tell you? Is that kind of what turned you on to him or no, was it something else? My whole else? thing with him was that he was at when he needed to be violent, but he saw the bigger picture, I guess. Like he was... Mm. very intelligent for what he came from or where he came from i should say and for him to like sit down with meyer lansky and be like we could make billions of dollars if we just quit killing each other if we all had our own sections of town and quit screwing Mm -hmm. with each other he's like we all could make fortunes and run this city and that's a band together kind of band of brothers kind of thing yeah Yeah. they still had beefs and Mm -hmm. like you know soldiers still went after soldiers but that's that's fair game you know like if you have a random soldier that comes into your territory trying to take over your rackets it's like yeah you're gonna get killed but like at the end of the day if it's a made guy because you know each each capo and they have people underneath them so it's like there's a hierarchy there's more organization i think a lot of that went out the window when Gotti came around um mm, he mm-hmm. was very flashy he was not like old school he was cutthroat yeah. i think more what wasn't he he yeah. was he mm-hmm. was pretty cutthroat he's a street guy you know he came from the streets and he had sammy the mm-hmm. bull gravano to do all, most of his dirty work as well so <laughs> he was rattling off these names and i'm like wow <laughs> yeah like i get That's it, I, get it. I followed this and gotten into this for like as long as I can remember since like my teens. So yeah, really? it's, when I talk about this stuff, it's kind of nice because I really don't have to think too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, and that's, that's, that's like <laughs> me with Henry the eighth. And I'm such a, I'm such a <laughs> geek about that. But when, when it comes to conspiracies, like what kind of conspiracies necessarily interest you the most, but if you had to pick one of those, what would be the one that you that really draws your attention more than anything. Uh, and I know you do things that are off the cuff, and not everyone does. Yeah, I do, and I'm a- actually a really hard skeptic, too, even about the paranormal mm. when it comes to that. I'm a hard skeptic. Mm, I agree. I, I, I agree yeah. with you on that. I It takes a lot to convince Same. me. But, I mean, as far as conspiracies, like... The one I, I get into the most mm-hmm. is the Philadelphia Experiment, the USS Eldridge that uh, supposedly teleported... You know, they had Einstein and Tesla working on a government project. Oh, see, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, I was thinking it was the um, no, atomic bomb, but that must have been something Manhattan else. Project. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it was one of the cities, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so you do or you don't believe that, right? Honestly, like, it, I, I wouldn't put it past the government, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah. also then you have to consider that the narratives that it's coming from, you know, it's like was, who was that? Was that true? or Bleelik. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because yeah. uh, if anybody has seen the show Stranger Things, Stranger mm-hmm. Things is based on the Philadelphia Experiment and the Montauk Project. 
which the Montauk Project and the Montauk Boys is like tied into the Philadelphia experiment directly because that was from the 80s. And when supposedly when the Philadelphia experiment happened, it created a, a wormhole to where people could go between those 40 years or so. And what they ended up doing accidentally was make some kind of shield, like, you know, magnetic field around your mm-hmm. ship to hide it from radar for the enemy. And okay. this was during World War Two, So that was like okay. the government was working on it or whatever. Now they okay. claim, because you can go online and look up U.S. Navy's, like where every ship was at what time, da-da-da. It's all pretty detailed information. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if it's a conspiracy, obviously, they're probably not going to put the factual or conspiratorial information on there. You know what I'm saying? But So that's the one that really did it for you. Yeah. The, the well, I saw this old movie mm-hmm. called uh, The mm-hmm. Philadelphia Experiment. Is made in like 83 or 84. And uh, after I mm-hmm. watched that, I was like, wow, this is crazy, man. Because I've always really liked time travel movies. So I found out that it was an actual thing that was mm-hmm. a conspiracy theory. And I was like, all right, this is, and it's a deep rabbit hole because once you start getting into the Montauk project, that's like a whole nother ball game right there. There's a lot. Oh, of, well, have you done an episode on no, this or? No, I or... have not. There's, there's enough podcasts out there that have done episodes on Montauk and Philadelphia experiment. And don't get me wrong. I'd love to tackle the research and debunk Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that my listeners probably think i believe but at the same (laughs) time i'm about factual information and evidence and logic so it's like okay could this be possible yeah there's some things in there that could be possible like in the long run it's hard telling where's einstein when you need him the most right he was working on the philadelphia experiment (laughs) actually him and i did not realize that so him and tesla i mean you know oh oh really that's what that's what fuels a lot of that conspiracy too getting off conspiracies now history what's your favorite time in history what what's something that you really haven't done an episode on that you really really want to do uh history wise is it World War One, yeah. Two? Wars, is it are, further wars back? are hard to cover because mm-hmm. they are. There's too much. There's too much, mm-hmm. and one rule on my show is that I do not get political, and unfortunately, wars are ninety five percent political. Oh, they <laughs> so, are. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like yeah. whether it's religion exactly. or, or political, it's it's, they're they're both. They're the both. It's, it's uh, yeah. It's one of those situations where. Yeah, I could go down that road, but I don't want to waste like six months of my life being depressed, uh, like, you know, because it's like, (laughs) cool, like, this is why Vietnam, because, you know, a lot of people don't know why, you know, Vietnam happened. Like, we all know why we got Mm -hmm. involved in World War Two. You know, that's pretty blatantly obvious, but like World War One, and then, you know, after World War One is when the whole, uh, you know, Nazi, you know, Nazi party sprung up. Because Hitler was a World mm-hmm. War One vet. It was just one of those things. But I've done, like, I learned a lot about Vietnam because I did a, I'm a vet. So uh, I did oh, a. Well, thank a, you for serving. No problem. <laughs> yeah, <I'd, laughs> so where did you, what, what branch did you serve in? I was in the Marine Corps. Okay. So what did you, what was your duty? Uh, I was an infantryman. Nice. Yeah. So were you on the front lines? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I was, okay. uh. I was two. I was almost exactly two years in when nine eleven happened. 
Okay, gotcha. So, um, but as far as history, is there a certain period of time that really interests you? I, I'm a really big Wild West fan. So uh, mm. I created mm-hmm. a separate podcast just for my Wild West characters, the mm-hmm. 20s and 30s, you know, in New York with the mob and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the mm-hmm. uh, 20s through the 50s out in Hollywood. There was so much scandalous stuff going on out there at that point in time. Well, so. Hollywood was so everything was so much more corrupt oh, back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just and it was women didn't have, you know, the power they have now. No, they and, used to call the potato <laughs> clause in women's contracts that meant. If you gained X amount of pounds or hit like X amount of weight, like your contract was null and void Mm. and you would not get paid for Mm. anything you did. Wow. And I believe it because to this day, actresses (laughs) have to watch out for how old they look. And because they're very and and I think it's getting better. I think there are a lot of older actresses that are getting parts and even on TV and film. But it didn't happen like that then. You had to look a certain way and you honestly had to have a certain color of hair and color of eyes because, shoot, Nazism, my Lord. Yeah, especially, you know, like you had Marilyn Monroe's husband, Arthur Miller. He was a part of some groups that Mm -hmm. were the playwright, very very anti-American, very pro-communism. So, (laughs) wow, I didn't even know that part. I didn't, you know, and that's that's and it's crazy because it's like uh when edward abdicated from the throne and his brother david took over it was all about i they say it was about wallace simpson Mm -hmm. the woman that he wanted to marry who had been divorced but i'm wondering if it had been his involvement with hitler to be honest with you because he was friends with him yeah uh freaking joe kennedy supported germany Mm. at the beginning well i mean it was at the very beginning of world war ii and i'm Trust me, I'm not trying to justify any of this, but no, it, was, it no, wasn't but like I mean, after just... Pearl Harbor, Joe Kennedy's like, yeah, we need to go. You sure. know, it was like back in the late, mid, late 30s. He And back then they didn't realize, they didn't realize what was happening you know, or what was going they to didn't. happen. And, and even if they had any inkling, I, I don't think they knew the realm of it. I don't think anyone could have known at no, that no. point. So let me ask you this. The occult. I know you touch on that. I was raised a pretty strict Christian. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really, I don't follow Christianity anymore. And I haven't for mm-hmm. a long time just because there were some things that didn't make sense to me personally. And I wanted sure. to, you know, mm-hmm. pursue other spiritualities and just basically educate Absolutely. myself. Everybody yeah. Ne- yeah. And uh, that's like a big part of, you know, what I practice in my spirituality now is education. And so the occult's a rough umbrella term because you have Mm, paganism, mm -hmm. which is another umbrella term for like a hundred different spiritualities and practices. And it's like, like Wiccan and and traditional witchcraft Mm and um, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I've personally studied traditional witchcraft for years now. And that's, um that's mm-hmm. my practice personally um yeah, really it's uh very nice i have i have a couple <laughs> friends who are who are who do witchcraft yeah. I, and i'm and it's very lovely it's a very wonderful a very peaceful spirituality. um it is and it's more about yes, nature and yes, people i think i think it is and i think people give witchcraft a very well, negative it's cause, connotation cause this guy named king james is why <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> 
which trust me, I got an episode coming on King James here in the next couple months, and I'm gonna break it down for him. But are you which which King James are you talking about? The one who uh, transcribed his own version of the Bible that people decide to follow. Okay, that's <laughs> you know? what I thought yeah, you were because yeah. you know there are a couple, but and and that's my thing. I mean, like you said, if, if you're if you're doing good for others and you're doing good for the environment, I don't understand why there's yeah, an issue. Yeah. There's so many people. Yeah. There's so many people that you have to do this to go here and you have to be that to go there. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's the whole reason we've had wars over yeah. the centuries and for millennia, really. And it's what it, it, it cracks me up probably the most is that I have a couple friends on Facebook, one in particular, and he's a Satanist, which is a, it's a spirituality that a lot of people or a belief system that a lot of people don't understand they don't understand it's more satanism is more about just it's it's serving, serving yourself and not it's, being in, not yes. being mean to people you know what i mean and it's not no, devil it's worship not, no. people think it's devil worship devil worship is just called devil yeah. worship well <laughs> and the best part is is that this this person on my on my friends you know i i've I do have to say, Justin, I wish it wasn't called a Satanism because it does give it the wrong um, impression oh, for sure. to people that do not know. And I wish it wasn't yeah. called that. I wish it was personalism well, like or something instead of, it, well, you know. That's, that's, the, that's the best part about it is you see, or I see this particular person just always bashing Christians, you know, just posting Jesus mm. memes or whatever. And it's like, I commented one day and I'm just like, so let me get this straight. Yeah. You're making fun of Uh-oh. Christians for believing in an entity, you know, like a God, because it's, you know, Jesus did exist. It's proven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, okay, Absolutely. so people are following this guy and, and believing, you know, and following his teachings, which teach peace. And I said, you have a few people out of that entire genre, if you want to call it that, or that mm-hmm. that whole thing that are bad. So you're going to sit here and, and as a liberal, okay, because this person is right. a liberal as well. Yeah. Like, and oh, yeah. not to get into that thing, but it's more about no, being no. A, him being a Satanist. But he, uh, I said, so you're going to, you're going to sit here and make fun of all these people. But at the end of the day, you're applauding to statue with what is it, Bofamat, you know, doing his two mm. little finger thing. And it's like, so you're applauding mm. that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're initially following a set of guidelines that Anton LaVey wrote up. So how does that make you any different? The manifesto of Anton (laughs) LaVey. Jeez, don't even get me started. How does that make you any different than any of the people that you're making fun of? You know, (laughs) when you identify, I believe this, when you identify with a certain religion and I'm not trying to get political or religious or anything like that. I don't think you are either. I do think at the end of the day, if you do good for everyone else, you think well of everyone else, you wish no ill on anyone else. The only thing that you can come out, anyone can come out from it is good. Yeah, definitely agree. And I don't understand why we have to label it. It's always labeled no matter what. And it's like, if you're labeled Mm. as such, and then so-and-so in that Mm -hmm. same label as you does something bad, you're automatically guilty by association. And it's like, I just it is and I write paranormal romance novels uh not that I'm going to talk about my books so much you guys all know I write books and I had a friend who was a very southern baptist oh, yeah. christian Hardcore. which I I'm a christian too I'm yeah, fine with I, that you know I don't thing. care I, I don't care my whole family are still christians but let fine. me tell you what happened 
let me tell you what happened. She stopped being my friend because she said, you write Satan oh, books. And, and don't, hey, don't get me wrong. She didn't specifically say those words, but she said something very similar to mm-hmm. that. And at the end of the day, my books are for entertainment mm-hmm. and they are not in any way, I'm not in any way trying to put any your- against, I wish we didn't have this label on any of these specific yeah, religions, sure. these specific things that we do. And unfortunately yeah. we do. And I'm so glad we got on the subject just because I haven't talked to any of my guests about any of this really, not, not in depth like this. And it's really refreshing to get someone else's take well, on every, it. Yeah. That maybe I don't know. Everybody thinks Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. a Christian because I there's a lot of times I stick up for them and it's like, you're doing literally the exact same thing to them that mm-hmm. you're accusing them of doing to everybody else. Like exactly the hypocrisy exactly. of it drives me crazy and makes me laugh at the Do same time. Do on to others kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. And that's my thing. You know, just be respectful. Exactly. It's not that and, hard. And, you know. You know well, and the message it sends to everyone else when you are respectful is is tenfold over what exactly, you say. Exactly. Yeah. I ba- I base if my opinion just, on the individual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's it's, it's personal accountability. Like that's agree. the way it should be. Yes. And people have yes. have lost that train of thought. You know. They have, you know, and and it doesn't have to be you're a Republican or you're a Democrat or you're a Christian or you're Jewish or you're a Satanist or whatever you are. You're a good person, flat out. It's black and white. You're a good person. Absolutely. And I tell you what, Justin, I could go on and on with you, but I know you have a life and, (laughs) and I know you have to go. But I would love for you to tell all the listeners about your podcast and where they can find you and all your social media. So please enlighten us. Okay. (laughs) Obviously my baby is MC. It's mysterious circumstances. You can find me everywhere Mm -hmm. on Instagram. It's uh, at mysterious underscore podcast, Twitter, it's podcast MC. It's pretty much anywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah, format. Yeah. But on there Mm -hmm. I talk about, conspiracies and paranormal when i cover paranormal i'm not telling ghost stories and uh i you know my buddy jerry who you know very well um we we were at the last live show down in uh tennessee about a month ago or Mm -hmm. so and right i'm the guy who tries to debunk them like i will look into the history of the property i'll look into the stories to see if there's anything he (laughs) basically house i'm debunking that crap basically he's like you just want to run around and tell kids there's no santa or easter bunny too while you're at it and it's like i'm sorry sounds just like he's so funny but like i'll give credit where it's due you know and yeah, yeah. Sure. But you know, it's refreshing though, Justin. We need people like you to also pull us back down to earth and if nothing else, just yeah. say, listen, you know, okay, believe what you want to believe, but this yeah. is really the truth. <laughs> and, like, and, and and you know, I do think that some things really do oh, happen. Sure. I do think no, paranormal I believe, things really I, do I grew happen. up in a haunted house, so I believe in I'm a skeptic with an open mind. Like I'm not gonna believe when somebody says, Oh, this place is super haunted, you should be scared. That's why I stayed overnight in the Sally house. So I was like, I'm going to find out, you know, what's going on. I'm going to see if I can experience anything for I myself. I didn't even know you yeah. did that. How was it that? It was interesting. I'll tell you that. We stayed with did, me and Jerry you know, and Tracy okay. and mm-hmm. a few other people. Yeah, we had a contest, ran a contest, and somebody got to stay the night with us in there. And it was a good, it was an wow. interesting night, yeah, for sure. You'll have to, will you come back and we can talk yeah, about that? for sure. 
the yeah. next time. I would love yeah. to talk to you about that because you have been fascinating. You actually have been one of my favorite guests I've ever <laughs> you ain't had. You got to butter my bread. And come on now, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even just saying that. And I don't. I have never said that to anybody. Um, I might in the future, but right now you're my only one. Right now. Well, I, I tell you um, what. But no, back you, to MC. Sorry to get off track. We kind of have sure, gone no, off no, track no. a couple times this episode. So, <laughs> but no, uh, MC. I cover historical figures, historical crimes, mobsters, old mm-hmm. West outlaws because I'm the person who wants to know the context to the person. So I've done big series. Know, multiple episodes on Billy the Kid, John Dillinger. Um, I got Al Capone. Heavy hitters. In, right. Uh, mm-hmm. September mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I also cover conspiracies mm. and true crime, unsolved true crime, because I find it all fascinating. And then I went and spawned off and uh, started a podcast called Blood and Dust, which is Wild West true crime. And it's dedicated to outlaws and lawmen back in the Wild West. I love the name Blood yeah, and Dust. It worked as pretty cool. That's a right? great name. <laughs> now, how long have you been um, doing that? About a year and a half. So we went on hiatus at September because it's me and two other co-hosts. And we lost a co-host. Okay. And uh, after that, life kind of took over. We had you know thanksgivings and christmases and we're getting ready to boot sure, back up sure. again after a year off because okay. uh, even though we only have six episodes for some odd reason that podcast is wildly popular and all of us get messages just like when's the next come on man are you guys quitting what are you doing good so, for you i mean if you're that wildly popular and you've only got six episodes up and you've been doing it a year, year and a half and it's that long with only yeah, six we took episodes a year off almost exactly a year wow. so far but yeah, and then I do like Rev 9-6, which is it's a, like a horror story and creepypasta ghost story type podcast. It's scripted. Mm-hmm. I, I throw music in there. I have people come on and read stories nice. as guests. And Now, what was that one? That's another yeah, podcast, Yeah, it's called correct? Rev 9-6. Rev 9-6, Revelations okay. 9-6 is where that one got its name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there you and go. Then, okay, uh, okay. And then I do uh, probably my, my biggest one right now that I'm back at is uh, one called Sweetie Anna Project. And Sweetie Anna Project is a season, like we're in season one right now, and it's uh, like investigative true crime, and basically I'm covering Mm -hmm. the Jeff Davis 8 from down in Louisiana and uh, all those cases Mm -hmm. and trying to just bring awareness to the cases that they've still not been solved, even though a couple of them more than likely could have been. Okay. Yeah, other than that, I do Public Enemy number one, which is a spinoff of my three Dillinger episodes I did on MC. I basically had that five hours worth of content scripted and written out. What I did was I put it on a different podcast, put a little music behind it, and it's scripted, and it's more storytelling, it's stuff like that. So I think that's about Mm. it. So you are very busy with podcasting, and I wish I could have gotten to more questions. I just didn't get to them because you're you're incredible. I had the best time. (laughs) I went on about six, seven different tangents, you know? (laughs) It's okay, because I did too. So whatever, we're both the same. But anyway, Justin Rummel, I tell you, mysterious circumstances, guys. Look him up on any podcatcher you prefer, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, anything that you guys listen to. He's fantastic. Anyway, Justin, thank you so much for joining me tonight. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist. 
and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.